0: Welcome to Dungeon and Deagles, an E1 special, where we will be playing Dungeons and Dragons, introducing all the players here for a very, very special Dungeons and Deagles titled Edge Lords.
1: How many Z's on Edge Lords? Um,
0: I imagined. I just like. Jury's one, out on that one. one. We still one. got one or two. One, one, one or two. One. Oh, well, a Capital one? Yeah. No, then... Ooh, big ol Z. If it's more than two, no, then, then it's just...
2: It's, b- if it's just more than... A big it's more Z. than two, then people are going to fall asleep. <laughs> 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 oh! <laughs> oh! too many Zs. Well, good all, all right, folks, thanks, everybody.
0: If it's a big nah, Z, nah, 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 people get nah, nah, things nah, like, nah. like
1: Dragon Ball Z, where it's Edge Lord Z.
2: Don't be expecting jokes like this throughout this. This is a serious one. This is a very serious one, This is the first
0: serious one we're doing. This is like... Okay, so we've been doing a lot of really cool, you yeah. know, funny... Lost pick a bull cut mountain um, stuff um, you know the one well, we, we wanna did before like, that we want to talk prom. about we want to do a serious one yeah and and I love D and D everybody who follows me everybody who knows anything about this knows I love D and D and so I wanted to play some really good cool D and D so not funny stuff today we're just only doing really cool stuff here and I got four people playing with me. And let's just do the person intros now, and then we'll introduce your characters as we scan in. So to my left here is my good friend Nick. Nick, introduce yourself to the people here.
3: Hello, I'm Nick.
0: Uh, The famous Zippy Hot Dog bit, in which Nick got nominated for a Webby (laughs) Award.
2: Nick wrote, directed, and produced that bit. Yeah, the Zippy
0: (laughs) Hot Dog bit. So thank you so much, Nick. Uh, to, To his left is the villain, Joel. Hello. Uh, Joel is drinking right now what appears to be...
4: This is carbonated wine. It's called White Claw.
0: He is drinking a entire bottle of red wine in the glass, and the legs are so long.
4: They're kicking, baby. They're kicking. This is an absolute the, lie. The legs are doing the can-can.
1: He's he drinking bullet bourbon and like this little carbonated... no way for
4: you to prove this, Charles. believe yeah, no wine. Charles,
0: we said we're doing a serious one. No bitch, please. And also... I'm it's being, not your turn to talk. I'm getting gaslighted. I'm next. <laughs> I'm next. And and next is my good
1: friend, Andrew. This is like brunch today where I ordered on a turn. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Very rude. It's a yeah, lot yeah, like yeah, that yeah, last time rude. you were annoying earlier, like an hour ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Andrew, tell him who you... Who is this Andrew guy? What's we'll he about? Oh, I'm
2: Andrew. Uh, I'm Brance's life partner and co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is my first time playing Dungeons & Dragons no, ever. It's, it's Okay. All right. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of lying going on in this episode. No, but yes and. Mm-hmm. i know and then following that is
1: charles hello charles and charles like my soundcloud you should check it out it's called oh, episode oh, One. Oh, it's called get out. on episode one check out the tracks hottest new hip-hop at the top of the charts an hour-long e1 episodes at the top of the hip-hop charts right now check <laughs> it
4: out i think you should give charles the proper introduction of the creator and inventor of e1
0: yeah the founder of e1 yeah, yeah. charles the guy the real money guy does a lot of <coughs> uh, funded by crypto to get us off the ground. He walks around
2: yeah. he walks around with like sacks of coins and bags of cash and he loves to like pull out a gold coin and bite it and go, it's real. <laughs> I actually dis-
1: I discovered Nick. I made him an executive producer, that's how we got the zippy hot dog bit. Yeah. That's how we got the webbies rolling in. I mean made it happen.
2: Well we'll see about that.
0: My name is Branson. I am a dungeon a ma- full time dungeon you master. <laughs> you already introduce- I already did? Let's go, right. Just keep oh, doing, let's He didn't say he was a out. full-time dungeon master. Let's edit that out, please, and let's. This pitch. one's for the people in the back. Let's edit that out and let's pitch shift my voice so I sound lower and slightly more masculine and more serious.
4: Here, this is serious.
2: Branson, the old dungeon master.
0: Old
4: dungeon master.
0: Old dungeon. And we fade in to a medieval setting Ooh. in the town of Black Dark. A small coastal village completely put on top of rocks overlooking the oceans. Now this city, or this village of Black Darken, is such in a northern location that it's perpetually night, except for one hour a day where the sun is up. I hate that hour. It's my least favorite hour. <laughs> As we take a look at this overtop aerial view, we see nothing but gray stone buildings and black roofs. And you see just the cusp of Of twilight coming in and fading away. Are there perhaps maybe bats flying across the full moon? I would say there are bats flying across the full moon. (laughs) I would say also that the reflection of the moon onto the ocean bathes perhaps the village in what could be considered a disconcerting light.
1: After the bats fly across the moon, we see text on the moon that just says a Branson joint.
0: Mm-hmm, that's what we see, and then there's a little uh, a little half moon where I'm sitting in it, and you can see a fishing line attached <laughs> to my big toe that's going down <laughs> in the ocean. Oh, like and the, then the girl, on the high, girl on. The, like the
2: girl on the high life bottle. Yeah, and, and then it, it says Disney,
0: and it says a Disney Disney slash Branson production. DreamWorks, dumbasses. Screamworks. Shut up, dude. As the city of, or the village of Black Dark, kind of, we swoop in in the camera. We see festivities in the town square. A humble village, not too large, maybe a few hundred people here or there. In a town where it seems that no one really has a job as a baker or a farmer or anything like that. It almost seems everyone there is clad in leathers, black, ranging from black to dark gray.
4: Most people are tailors and cobblers most, of, of things with buckles and zippers. Right,
0: most people have those kinds of things. A lot of
1: gunmetal gets set a lot. It's a popular color. Yeah, really
0: uh, cool. onyx,
4: uh,
0: onyx, cobalt, cobalt crimson. Um, those are all of the cool colors yeah. as we've named jade. Up every single one. <laughs> Jade's actually could
2: live without it. Dark jade. I mean, like jade, like and like in the shoulders of, of like the black armor. Oh,
0: oh rooms, man, man, like, like, yeah, Yeah.
4: So yeah. can, like an amethyst. Are, how? What percentage of the population has a hood up right now?
0: I would say 100 <laughs> percent of the population has a hood up in this coastal village where the mist comes rolling in with the
1: twilight, the almost, let's say, perpetual twilight. <laughs> As the mist comes rolling in, we see waves crashing. And in the waves, there's a bunch of bats that drown. <laughs> you,
4: you, you gotta love Charles' D&D style of just describing everything and totally taking over the authorship <laughs> yeah, of the d yeah, yeah, and yeah. just making up the story I'm power himself. playing the d yeah, yeah.
0: and then we see a...
2: <laughs> you could just play and this Dan,
4: by yourself, Charles. Then we see and a Dan. cool
0: guy. Yeah. And it's Charles just my plays thing. D&D in his
2: head going, it's
0: yeah. <laughs> And everyone oh, on I the want. town square... Seems to have dropped their wagon carts full of apples and their uh, miscellaneous NPC ass tasks that they seem to be doing, and it appears that it's a, a parade is coming in. Oh, a, a weary traveler might see this parade and think, "What is that?" Well, oh, why? It's the world famous Father's Day parade in the village of Black Dark. <laughs> Most seem to enjoy this. It's the biggest holiday of the year where fathers of all sorts are celebrated as the great men they are. But it just seems that as these festivities go on and the floats go by, each one decorated more lavishly than the last, there's a couple brooding characters. There's a
1: float of Bart Simpson and Homer Simpson holding hands.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to fucking DM, (laughs)
4: Charles? So fucking fucking annoying. (laughs) (laughs)
0: there's a few kind of brooding guys leaning against walls staring into the moon looking into their hands and these characters would be our heroes for today's adventurers as we cut to Nick your character I want you to describe him and what he's doing and then tell us his name
3: my character is uh Well, he's a red tiefling, uh, big horns, one eye patch. Um, He wears a trench coat, it's uh, sort of like a doctor's coat, but it's torn and frayed on the bottom, and it's very, very long. Um, He's leaning against the wall, acting like he doesn't care, but watching this joyous scene, all he can think about is a distant memory, Uh, his, his own father's face obscured for he doesn't quite remember, and they're sharing a game of catch out on the cobblestone streets with uh, a human heart, just throwing it back and forth (laughs) to one another. Um, He's covered in scars from self-surgery, trying to keep himself alive to complete his work. And he has a big green orc arm coming out of his back that he added himself to. And this uh, intimidating character, uh, very cold, his name is Beaumont X. Fahrenheit, otherwise known as Dr.
0: X. (laughs) Beaumont X. Fahrenheit... Also known as Dr. X. And what um, kind of weapons and stuff and gear is your guy? I know you're... For those listening who know anything, he's a Graves Domain Cleric. Which, uh, uh, I believe you're a medical doctor. And and maybe describe your background a little bit.
3: Alright, well, Dr. X, uh, he got kicked out of Harvard Magic Medicine Technical College uh, for (laughs) doing experiments on the other students. You know, he was trying to help. Uh, They didn't always want his surgery, but uh, with a word, he could command them and improve them you know help them with their grades Uh, he wields a gigantic syringe uh, kind of like a spear it's about as tall as a man
0: you described your whole character I'm thinking where's the fucking six foot syringe
2: (laughs) coming into play do you hold it on your back, or you yeah, it's kind of strapped it? across my back it like floats, cloud. It floats like a few inches off his back in place. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean. yeah,
0: when he crouches, it just goes yeah. up, up like that.
3: I do a reach animation, and it appears in my hands <laughs> yeah. after my arm goes back.
0: All right, and and you are kind of positioned how you are you are not watching the festival at all. He's watching
3: it, but kind of you know sniffing derisively at it. Like he doesn't have time for fathers. I mean, he may have once, but the past is dead and he's focused on the now.
0: And after giving, a the camera giving a few seconds to this character, it pans over to a most interesting looking fellow, Joel. Um, What's your guy look
4: like? So my guy's sitting on the ground with one leg stretched out, one leg up, and he's kind of leaning on it. You can't quite see his face because he is brooding. Um, and he's got uh, shaved sides of his hair and then just spikes in all different directions held up from copious amounts of hair gel. Uh, maybe some magic involved holding. How many in place. spikes are we talking about? About thirty-five.
0: Okay, so we're talking about like Lisa Simpson hair. <laughs> oh yeah,
4: yeah. But they go in all directions. Yeah. How long are the spikes? Um, they range from like three inches to about seven inches. Um, we could
1: go Lisa Simpson, or we could go the guy from Some Forty-One. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> it's more like it's more like that. Girl.
1: But of course,
0: what color would his hair? His hair be?
4: Oh, it's black. Baby. Yeah, it's yeah. But his, his it is tips. white. But as you go down, you notice oh, one side of his face is okay, but the other side is covered in black scales and one green eye.
2: Ooh. Ooh. And when you look
4: further down, you notice he's kind of covering himself with his one black draconic wing coming out of his back. <laughs> Everyone has
1: one thing coming out of their back. Yeah, because
4: yeah. Yeah, it makes it serious. You know, they're not symmetrical. They're broken, Charles. That's the metaphor. They're not complete they're not It's wrong. not a metaphor.
0: No, it's just what they look like. It's not a metaphor. It's not a metaphor, okay? It's just what they look like.
4: Um, and this is Despondius Von Heartbreak.
0: Uh, what kind of, like, gear and armor and stuff do you
4: have? Well, he has a shield right now, and on the shield there's a heart that's broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then, uh, he has a, a sword in his other hand. The sword is kind of like, uh, it's not the best-looking sword ever. It's kind of jagged, you can tell it's made from bone. And as he's looking at it, he remembers the night that he got this sword from his father's spine, who he killed in a fit. Uh, and this was the fit that set him on his journey. Uh, Despondius was once a, a- paladin of the light. And then, uh, he found out that his, uh, his girlfriend had sex with someone else before they knew each other. Oh, what <laughs> the fuck? And just one guy? Just one guy. And he found out, and right as he found out, the wing emerged from his back. The <laughs> his scales took over. Uh, it should be known that Despondius was cheating on her and has slept with hundreds of women. <laughs> uh, and then he, uh, in a fit of rage, uh, she got away, unfortunately. And he killed his own father who was also Sephiroth. <laughs>
0: so your sword is Sephiroth. Spied. Back yeah. You told me you had told me your dad was gonna be Sephiroth. And then you told me later that <laughs> sword your sword was spying. your dad's yeah, spy. But spied. I didn't put it together. That your sword is Sephiroth's spy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
4: Oh, and I'm i I'm a the best class ever sorced in. Uh, uh, so I'm a sorcerer paladin. Uh
0: Real quick, uh, well, I'm going to ask this at the end. Uh, Andrew, we kind of take in all that picture of of, of Joel's character Despondius in this twilight haze, and it cuts across the street to another fellow seemingly balking at the Father's Day parade in front of him. Andrew, why
2: don't you describe what your character looks like? So my character is actually not watching the parade. He's actually standing... On top of one of the buildings, looking off into the distance, <laughs> away from the parade,
0: <laughs> <laughs> as the wind blows You're his hair. Standing on
2: the building, staying <laughs> on top of it, and I'm looking away, long, longingly. fun. I'm looking away, longingly, and my character is a uh, he's a fallen Asmar. Um, he wears uh, a for those who
0: don't know, an Asmar is a kind of half angel, half human being. Right. I thought it was um, one of those
2: whisper
4: videos.
0: Yeah.
2: Shut up, Charles.
4: (laughs) I like this uh, session already. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So so the Asimar, I'm Fallen. So my Asimar, um, he wears all black leathers. Of course, he's a um, blade singer. So he's like a wizard class, right?
0: Yeah, he's a wizard. His subclass is blade singer.
2: So he wears like light armor, and it's all black. He has, he has. Long white hair, of course. (laughs) What's your skin color? Gray. Gray, okay, yeah. And he has glowing white eyes. Okay. And his name is Draco Blackseeker, the unloved. (laughs) And he comes from a, a small village beyond the mountains of endless misery, where it was destroyed by the king Witch House, his nemesis, who he swore to kill. And he was taken from that village, and he was raised by the Guild of Torturers. And he was, he was one of the top... He's one of the top-ranking members of the Child Torturers
4: as a kid. The benefits in that guild, though, are really good, though, yeah. but, but that... Yeah. But those, it's unionized. Well, the Child Torturers
2: only, only torture other children, so that's why they do it. And Draco set down, down on a quest to get revenge for his fallen father, and he crafted... In the Guild, he crafted a whip that he carries called terminal vengeance and this whip he can use to cast spells and it has small blades that come out at the end too when he casts it kind of like a like a like a manta ray stinger tail right um and he he just wants to you know kill those who wronged him and he thinks you know i may have lost in my favor with the gods but he took my father
0: that's what he's thinking as he stares. Yeah. And the wind's blowing through his there's hair. There's like
2: a voiceover that you hear. Yeah. He doesn't say it, but you, you hear his voice because he's voiceovering his thoughts. Mm-hmm. So. And maybe there's a sharp. And that's all he thinks about all the time is, is stuff like that. <laughs> he just All the time. All right.
0: And then we kind of absorb that scene. Wait, of can I also say that he's wearing a
2: he's wearing a. hoodie long like trench coat, but with a hoodie and the hood's up.
0: Okay, yeah, I would assume everybody's wearing hoods and their hoods are up. I
4: they don't make hoods big enough. For well, my, my hood, hood was up,
2: but I still have uh, some. Oh, hair. yeah, you don't mess up your I hair. still have some hair hanging out and blowing in the wind. Right. My long white hair.
0: Right outside of it, coming. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. And we kind of absorb that scene right there of the, of the beautiful whip and the, um, furled still and whatever your whip holder is on your hip. I don't know what those are fucking called. <sighs> And we cut down to our last hero in the town of Black Dark. So Charles, what do we see? Do we I'm have watching
1: to? the parade, um, but I'm leaning against the wall, squall posing. But I'm on my phone. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I used to be on Tumblr, but now I'm on Twitter. And I'm just tweeting things cryptically like, this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> I just that people know what I'm talking about, but it's completely impenetrable. There's no way anyone reading it knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, What's I'm wrong? Worrying. I got. Well, there's a dog barking at me. <laughs> the baying um, of the hounds. I'm wearing Beats by Dre. Um, I've got on fingerless gloves.
0: Oh, got, that's a good one. I've what color shoes. are the fingerless gloves? Oh, black. Okay. Everything um, I'm wearing is black, by the way. Okay. I, just I got the fingerless to
1: know. gloves. All right. I got fingerless shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> which, I think they're really cool, but it just makes you look like a hobo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, fingerless shoes. I'm wearing. It, <laughs>
0: Those uh, are just no. sandals, Charles. <laughs> Those are
4: sandals.
0: No, you don't, can't lace up You sandals. can't call them... Yeah, I got lace... Shoes. I lace <laughs> fucking
4: sandals. They have every other part except for the little Yeah, toes, they're just toes. hobo. Yeah. It's like hobo, but oh. I cut them that way. Like, and you slip cool. them in there.
2: So they're like on five fingers, but they cut off the tips. Yeah. <laughs> I,
4: got,
1: I got no shirt underneath, but I'm wearing a leather jacket. But I cut out the back of the leather jacket to show my full back tattoo, which is the cover of uh, The Cure's Disintegration. Ooh, that's good. And... That's good. Because everyone else has something coming out of their back, I have Robert Smith's head <laughs> attached, attached to my back, sewn on. All
0: right, you have Robert? No, uh, I'm just yeah. Fucked up. And, and Can I just say have, I'm
4: going to choose to ignore that detail the whole yeah, time? Little, <laughs> <a> little, <laughs> <a> little, <laughs> you do not have Robert and, uh, Smith's head coming out of your back. I'm
0: uh, sorry. Uh, just because you were so adamant about this, maybe we get a slight backstory of your character. Well, all I
1: want to say about my character here. Like, maybe,
0: what's his racial makeup?
1: he's half-elf on his mom's side, and he's also half-hedgehog.
2: Okay. What's his name? Oh, yeah, my name is uh,
1: Lucifer Evilman.
2: (laughs) I wonder what kind of name that is. Is it German?
1: Oh, and I have, like, a gunblade. You know, I grew up in town with uh, Squall Lionheart, um, but he he left town to become Final Fantasy VIII. And I I stuck around the town of Black
2: Dark. Are you a drow?
4: Yeah, he's a, he's
1: half drow. Well, yeah, but I'm half hedgehog. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's half drow, half hedgehog. But he's use a gunblade. Par- it was a, and he uses a gun blade. and it was very important that he was half hedgehog. I was constantly told, all day today, how important it was that he be half hedgehog. As such, he has a movement. So
2: speed. he's half human, half elf.
0: <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. And uh, um, you know, I I would like for Joel here to speak for the entire party when I ask. Joel, what would you say that you know if we were going by like a traditional D and D morality table? Maybe what would everyone's Dungeons and Dragons
4: morality be considered? I speak for everyone here. And we're all chaotic neutral, baby.
0: Uh, this is chaotic neutral, baby. All chaotic neutral. All chaotic all the time. neutral. Everyone's the hero. Everyone's the star. We, we all do, like Wolverine. We Goku. all Everyone's Goku.
2: We all do. Everyone's Pikachu. I'm Ryan not trying Reynolds. to be a hero.
1: Yeah. I don't know, is Pikachu uh, an edgelord? <laughs> no.
2: Don't try to be you a hero, Kato.
1: If
3: that thing comes near me, I'll fucking kill it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as we cut and, and, and pan to you guys, it seems everyone's a lonely soul. But everything, everybody seems to have one thing in common, and the fact that they're constantly monologuing to themselves as they are alone. And the parade keeps going by. As everybody either is disinterested or uninterested, the floats go by. And the last float of the day, you can see there, the coveted Dude's Rock, which is known as the most valuable diamond in these lands. The Dude's Rock is a completely square diamond. It is brown, and it smells like fucking shit in about a half-mile radius around it. (laughs) A very powerful very masculine diamond that everyone can gather around and they only bring it out once a year during the father's day festival and as it rolls by everybody make a perception check for me
4: i want to say that i colored in for this session my dice that are already black i colored them in black and so it might take me a while to read the dice because they're all black
1: uh 15 oh they're all black why'd you do
4: that Joel? It's, it's the best color. It's the only color. Also, Joel's dice get... are
1: in a coffin.
4: They are in a coffin. Nine. No joke. Uh, eight. Eight?
0: I would say... Oh, God. What's your fucking name? Dr. X. Dr. X and... Um, Lucifer Evilman. And Dr. X and Lucifer. Notice that there's, other than the shit smell, a strange feeling in the air. Something that perhaps Lucifer would know... felt like something just ran by really quick but you're not aware of it and the second you turn around it's already gone and you're stuck with this feeling of just staring around aimlessly as these carts go by you two are kind of located in the town square area with all kinds of you know things going on around you, most people stopping to look, people still tending their shops and all around, pushing the apple carts and whatnot. Whatever NPCs in a medieval village might do. But there's definitely something up here and you get a bad feeling in your stomach. Uh,
4: I'm picturing that Dr. X and Despondius are in the same alley. Uh, I'm gonna walk up, are you watching the parade, Dr. X? Okay, so I'm gonna walk up to him and Despondius is gonna say, I don't have a father.
3: I had one once, but I don't need it anymore. I have my mission.
4: I have my mission too.
0: Just the kind of light conversation (laughs) that I think we're gonna have a lot of this session. Hey,
4: do you sense something wrong here? Or something is wrong here?
3: I sense a presence, but
4: I haven't sensed something like this since the event. Yeah, since that time I killed my own father, right? Well I didn't know anything about that, but <laughs> <laughs> as you, you two are talking,
0: you're approached by a young woman who both of you have met before. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a young Kiko Koi who approaches with her hands covering her mouth like this and going you enjoy the parade? And immediately starts blushing and hiding her what face. What
1: kind of outfit is she wearing?
0: Um, She is wearing, let's say, it would be like a white button-up shirt that would have
4: red and blue collar. Does she look perhaps... like a Sailor Moon? Yeah. Alright, I would like to attack her. Okay. Sephiroth's spine.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> um,
4: that is a... Uh... 17 to hit.
0: Yeah, you hit her! Uh, Describe your kill.
4: (laughs) The second she comes up and she doesn't answer my question directly, I'm just putting Sephiroth's spine right through her uh, forehead, and then just, like, pulling it out, and she just It just slumps over well that takes care of that
0: (laughs) screams within the village square screams that all of you would be able to hear and you two even though you haven't it happens right in front of you uh, Dr. X do you react in the slightest
3: it was her time to go (laughs) 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 who knows what fate holds in store for us